And guess who comes up to her stall? Prince Kai. He's like, aren't you hot in that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, he's like all in a hood and trying to hide. And he brings this robot. And he's like, hi, can I see Lynn May? She's like, oh, that's me. And he's like, you're the mechanic? Yeah. And she's he like, it was an yeah. old guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was this old guy. And he's like, okay, well, I need you to fix my robot. Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or a fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. Okay, well, today for the podcast, I was so excited because, well, two things are very exciting that we have to share with everybody. Can I have your phone? Oh, okay. Because we got our first comment. Well, Shannon and I were last week making TikTok videos and just being silly, thinking we're so funny. But our dad came in and we're like, hey, dad, have you listened to our podcast? He's like, wait, what? No. And he's like, oh, completely (laughs) clueless. So while we were talking about it, I was like, Dad, give me your phone. I'll subscribe you to our podcast. <laughs> so he gave me his phone. It's an iPhone. And so I went on Apple, found the podcast, had him sub- subscribe to it. But as I was there, I found that someone left us a review. And I was so excited because I don't have an iPhone. I have Android. And so I don't use the Apple. Loser. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have the Apple uh, iTunes or whatever. Whatever. Podcast. Whatever. Apple Podcasts. Sorry. <laughs> It's so simple. <laughs> Literally, they didn't even come up with a different word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't so use it. So embarrassing. <laughs> well, I don't use it, so I don't even know the name. But anyway, okay, Apple Podcast. <laughs> anyway, so when I was on there and I subscribed for him, <laughs> this is how we grow our podcast following. We just have our family. And yeah, honestly, <laughs> had to do it to our mom too. No, she doesn't even listen to it yet. When we were, yeah, we were at that's the, true. We were at the party and we were talking about the podcast with someone else. And we were talking about how we want her to come on the podcast. And she's like, really? And the girl we were talking with was like, yeah, you talk about her all the time. She goes, you do? And I'm like, yeah, you don't even listen yeah, to you the podcast. Jeez, mom. So anyways, this comment, I just wanted to give a shout out because I was I was just so happy that someone like took the time to leave us a comment and a review. And I think we have like five ratings or something, which is great. All five stars. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to us. But this is what it says. Uh, the title says, it's definitely worth the read, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> and then it says, I could listen to these two ladies all day long. This is a genuine podcast that makes you feel like you are in their living room with them and a part of their little club. Very upbeat, calming, genuinely happy conversations. And I love, love, love the two different age group perspectives, which was interesting. It was very surprising to me. But yeah. then we were talking about it and I was like, that makes sense because I'm single and like unmarried and stuff and you're have been married for years yeah, with kids with kids yeah it's true we're, we so are it's very two, different two different worlds i didn't even realize that i didn't even think that that would really like influence the way we think about yeah, that's stories true. too mm-hmm. it's so it's interesting so I, it was cool that she picked up on that so thank you m melton 1208 really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review you're then, amazing the next super awesome thing that i am so excited to share is we have one of the authors of oh. an episode that we did, which is we did a episode review, the do-over. I believe it's episode eight, 
seven or eight, and yeah. Sharon look. M. Peterson messaged us on Instagram, giving us a long message that was so funny, by the way. Her writing is so funny, even in the message. But she pretty much gave us, like, said thank you and loved listening to the podcast. And Shannon and I were freaking we were out. Freaking because out. we're like, never did I think that an author would read out to us. Especially, we only have, like, nine episodes out right now. Or is it nine? Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. And so for some, for it to find her, she said she was, like, looking for, she searched her name and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> She's Googling herself. Yeah, that's one thing she messaged in the, mes- in the DM that she sent us. It was really, really funny. But she found her podcast that way. And anyways, I'm just surprised that, I'm just so surprised that the author, the part that we're talking about her book, she messaged us and she liked it. Like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. But anyways, I guess we can reveal some exciting news. She's working on a second book. And it's coming out in July. And we've already talked with her and she said she's willing to come on the podcast with us. <laughs> so we're going to do an interview with her. We haven't set a time or anything like that yet. But we'll also, I can't wait for her next book to come out. She's, <laughs> she even said that she's she's planning to put more romance in for me. Not for me, but she plans to put more romance. Because I, mess- I mentioned that in the episode. Yeah, it's not romance it's heavy. It's not romance heavy, but the book was still great. Yeah. Uh, but she's, she said in the DM that she's, She's doing more romance in the second place. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, so excited. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I just am I just, still like, I'm just so Twitter pated from that whole thing. Speaking of Twitter, that's funny. She, uh, our like Worth the Read podcast on Twitter follows her account and she like was tweeting about it, but then she's tweeting about her book and she was like, the number of Parks and Recs oh. references I have in this next book is like ridiculous and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That show's hilarious. I love that show. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh, I love it. I'm excited for it to come out. She is so good at being, having quirky characters yes. that are genuinely funny. Yeah. So I'm excited. And realistic and believable too. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. She gave us a little bit of a synopsis. I won't say it because I don't know if she wants people to know about it, but I am... I'm, I'm just, super excited. I'm super excited, and I just feel like honored, like, almost, that she would even take the time to reach out to us and like start up this conversation. And she was so sweet too, like on Instagram and on TikTok and Twitter, like yeah, promoting us. She was like, well, talking about her episode too, but she tagged us and like made a point of to post about it. And yeah, anyways, that was that just was so sweet. sweet. So if you you should go follow her on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. She's so sweet, so funny, and her next book is coming out in July, so you got to be prepared for it. So exciting. Yes. And I didn't realize this is our 10th episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at us go. <laughs> well, it's only taken us like a year. <laughs> You guys, 10 episodes in one whole year. <laughs> We're kind of slow. No, I wish definitely sped up in the recent months, but yeah. man. Now that we, oh my gosh. Just to get to this point was so, so much. It was like climbing in the mud up a hill, <laughs> <laughs> up a steep mountain with yeah. the rain. Like I yeah. feel like it took, yeah. just to get to this point, I feel like we have a better system now. Things can happen a lot faster. Yeah. Life gets in the way too. But uh, yeah, anyways, I'm excited for what the future might bring for us just because there's so many more books that we have we have to read, you know? Uh-huh. There's so many books that we need to get to. Okay, so we're doing Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This is book one of four. And Shannon, I'm not happy with you. What? Because you did not tell me this ends on a cliffhanger. No, for it's a big cliffhanger. You guys... I almost don't like the book because it's not a cliffhanger. It's a thousand foot drop cliffhanger. It's a, <laughs> it is the 
the highest cliffhanger ever. <laughs> it's, I didn't know. See, this is my problem. I just trust you too much. I'm too much of a trusting person that I don't even take the time to go and read about at all. Like to prepare myself, nothing. You're, I just was doing it because you told me to do it. Oh, it's such a good book. I'm so I'm still angry about it. <laughs> I don't, I can't believe you didn't tell You're not me. even angry that it's a cliffhanger. Angry because they don't get together okay, at the end. You are 100 percent correct. Okay. If they would have gotten together, <laughs> then a cliffhanger happened. I would have been fine because I'm like, okay, I got the happily ever after. Now I can move on with life. No, because this would have been a terrible book if they would have gotten together at the end of the I, book. I mean, I'm sure it, it would have been sense. so quick. The relationship. It's true. Oh, I would have hated but it. But the pacing, yeah. Ugh, I don't want to give anything away yet, so let me read the back of the book, or the book blurb. Humans and androids crowd the ruckus streets of New Beijing. A deadly plague ravages the population. From space, a ruthless lunar people waiting to make their move. No one knows that Earth's fate hinges on one girl. Cinder, a gifted mechanic, is a cyborg. She's a second-class citizen with a mysterious past, reviled by her stepmother and blamed for her stepsister's illness. When her life becomes intertwined with the handsome Prince Kai's, she suddenly finds herself at the center of an intergalactic struggle and a forbidden attraction. Caught between duty and freedom, loyalty and betrayal, she must uncover secrets about her past in order to protect her world's future. What I love about this book is there's so many twists and turns that it's just constantly, it goes so fast. You read it so quickly. Because, like, like, something happens, and then you're like... The pacing is really great. Yeah. And her writing is so good. It's so good. Yeah, it flows. The way she writes makes it flow really, really seamlessly. And I'm I'm just like, ooh, jealous. Okay. she's so good. So let's go into the spoiler (laughs) section. Don't listen if you haven't read it and don't want any spoilers, because we're going into all the nitty-gritty. This time around, Shannon actually... I usually take notes for each podcast, but because I have so much going on this week, she was like let me do it that way we can actually record this week Mm -hmm. so she took notes so i'm kind of i'm like i don't know how to help like what do i do (laughs) do i just sit here i don't yeah i know it'll be like my turn to narrate instead of yours i know i feel like i took more notes than i needed just so we aren't losing any details it's it's better to have too many all right so we open on the story and we see cinder and she is in a marketplace stall. So think of like, just like, like a market a, square. It's open. There's a bunch of different vendors. Yeah. And she is a mechanic. But we very quickly find out that she's also a cyborg. Her left foot from the knee down to her foot is a robot. It's I thought it was metal. just her foot. Mm-mm. She has a calf compartment. Oh, that's her. right. Yeah, she can open it. And then it's just her right hand or both her hands? I think it's just her right hand. So her right hand, she wears gloves all the time because she's a mechanic, but she wears them because she wants to hide her hand. being a cyborg. It's very shameful to be a cyborg in this whole futuristic world because yeah. it means you're like not really human. So it's really, there's a lot of prejudice against them. And we find that out because like the baker yeah, the- across the square, her son comes mm-hmm. to like, all these kids are playing in front of her stall and the baker's son's like playing in front of her stall. And she comes and grabs him and is like, oh, we can't be near those. That shop. Yeah, yeah that shop, blah, blah. And Cinder's like just used to people being disgusted with her and stuff. So she's already kind of an outsider, we can see. Yeah. And her stepmother hates her too. Yeah. There's a lot of history there too. Because yeah. she ha- she lives with her stepmom. Am I jumping? Yeah, you're jumping. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, so Cinder's just in her stall. And in this world, they have little like android robots. Uh Kind of like sidekicks, but really kind of servants. Yeah. They're made to, like, do things for you. Uh, she has one. Her name is Eco. Yeah. I'm going to call her Eco. I, I said Eco, but Eco, Eco. I like Eco. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it really doesn't matter. And this robot's really funny because she has a really fun personality. And usually robots she aren't supposed does. to. She's so funny. She yes. is very. I love. I love that, that character. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's kind of Cinder's like best friend. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't really have a ton of friends, so Eco uh, is just there to like. Kind of the comedic relief. She's really funny. <laughs> she is so funny. Um, and so she just kind of chills with Cinder a lot and helps around with the shop and anything she can do because robots like love feeling useful. Anyway, so she's sitting at the stall and she has a small foot that she's had since she was like 12. Yeah. And Eco comes back and she has a brand new foot for her that <laughs> Cinder used the money from her shop to buy. And so she <laughs> gets to replace her foot and it's like... <laughs> It's so funny because she's sitting at her stall and she takes her foot off and it's like, she describes it as being really uncomfortable. It's like one she's had since she was like 12. So she takes it off and she's waiting for Eco to come back. And guess who comes up to her stall? Prince Kai. Yes. <laughs> I love that. It's just like immediately we meet them yeah. and we see their dynamic and it's so cute. Yeah. He's trying to hide too. Like he has a big trench coat and whatever. Yeah, and think she's of like, like Aladdin. <laughs> like at the Princess Jasmine, but like reverse, reverse. roles. <laughs> Trying uh, to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he comes to the stall and he's like... She's like, aren't you hot in that? Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, he's like all in a hood and trying to hide. And he brings this robot and he's like, hi, can I see... Lynn May is what they say. Kind of like it's... That's her name. Yeah, that's her name. But she goes by Cinder. Yeah. He, she's like, oh, that's me. And he's like, you're the mechanic? Yeah. And she's he like... it was an yeah. old guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was this old guy. And he's like, okay, well... I need you to fix my robot. It's all dead and stuff. And she's all flustered because it's the prince and she secretly thinks he's cute. Yeah. All the girls think <laughs> all he's cute because he's, yeah. he's single and yeah. Yeah. So. A prince. I mean, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what's the thing? Is he really a 10 or is he just a prince? Have you seen the, no. TikTok, <laughs> the TikTok video? Is he a 10 or is he just holding a baby? Like those kind oh, of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, in this book, I think he's a 10, the way he's described. Yeah. He's very sweet too. Yeah. Considerate. And these characters are young. So the prince is 19. Yeah. Cinder is about the same age i'd say like 18 yeah so they're like technically legal adults but still very young and that comes into play so yeah they're sitting there talking and bantering and cinders agrees to fix the robot and then eco comes back with the brand new foot and so <laughs> she like puts the foot on the <laughs> table and cinder like grabs it really quickly and yeah, throws hides it on the it, ground. yeah she's like oh thanks for my client's parts yeah <laughs> she's trying to hide that she's a cyborg anyway so she agrees to do prince kai's robot he leaves because he's a prince he has things to do and so cinder's just sitting there and her and ego are bantering about the whole interaction and suddenly there's a really loud scream across the marketplace square mm, uh-huh. and this is when we first learn that there's this plague going yeah. on in the entire city the baker who came before and took her son, she is staring at, like, a spot on her hand, and it's black. looks like a bruise. It's, like, a black spot. Spots, yeah. Um, and that is the dead giveaway. It's, like, the sign that you have the plague. So everybody starts scrambling. They run away. Getting away, yeah. And they take... Android robots come and take the baker away uh-huh. to quarantine. Yeah. And someone takes the sun and stuff. And then they set the baker shop on fire. (laughs) They just burn it all. Dramatic, but yes, necessary. (laughs) So Cinder's hiding and like watching this all unfold. And then as soon as she can get away, her and Eco run back to their apartment where we meet the stepmother and the two sisters for the first time. And they are sitting there and getting dress fittings, the two daughters. Mm. So we, it's Pearl and Peony. Peony is the nice sister, actually like Cinder. Her and Cinder have a good relationship and they're like friends. 
Pearl is a being word. She yeah, is really she mean. She's the worst. For no reason. Yeah. Uh, and well, she's course, a lot like her mom. Her mom is yeah, also terrible. So her mom's name is Audrey, and she's just rude. So terrible. So terrible. So terrible. Why are the moms always awful in all of the books that we I read? Know, honestly, that is true. I know. Anyways, so yeah. And you can see there's like a TV. They call it like a port screen, mm. but there's a TV playing on in the living room. Where you can see the marketplaces on fire and stuff. So Cinder's like, Aud- Audrey's going to link that Cinder was there kind of thing. So that's kind of playing on in, her, in the back of her mind. But her main focus is they're getting dresses for the ball. And mm-hmm. she wants to go to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Because it's the prince, there's a ball that Prince Kai is hosting or like throwing or... The ball is just an annual, like, it's part of the festival. There's an annual festival they do every year, and there's a ball associated with that. Everybody's in love with Prince Kai, because he's really attractive and stuff. So Peony is especially infatuated with Prince Kai. They only have ever really seen him through a screen, of course. So she's super excited about this ball and getting fitted and stuff. And Cinder's like, well... Like, I can go. Audrey's like, no, like, we need... We don't have enough money for that, and... Oh, no, no, no. Audrey's like, well, if you fix Peony's port screen and if you do this, this, Some and this. Car, like fix the, their little hover. Their hovercraft and like all these different chores. And if you can buy your own dress. Yeah. Not using the money that Cinder gets from the marketplace. Because technically since Cinder's, Audrey is Cinder's legal guardian, all of the money she makes at the marketplace goes to Audrey. So she's, it's basically impossible. And Cinder knows that Audrey has no intention of ever letting Letting Cinder go go. to the ball. So she doesn't plan on it. Yeah. But Peony, like, so Cinder goes back to her room. And she's kind of, like, upset thinking, like, that's not fair. But she already knows her lot in life and so she's like whatever it's not really gonna happen for me but she likes to dream about it because yeah. <laughs> she too is infatuated with prince guy but likes to hide it so cinder's sitting in her room and she decides to go down to her basement workshop area it's just like a corner of the basement she has a bunch of tools and stuff like that project she hasn't worked on yet so that's where she put princess cat Prince Kai's robot. And then Peony comes to talk to her and try to make her feel better about not really being included with the rest of the family. Because Peony sees her as a part of the family. Yeah. Audrey really doesn't. Mm-mm. Nope. And Cinder's like, it's fine, whatever. One of the projects that Audrey was like, you need to fix before you can go to the ball was part of their like hovercraft and Cinder needed to go to the junkyard to find the belt. Yes. The like running belt. I don't know what I don't, it's called. I, yeah. Cinder's like, I gotta go to the junkyard to go find it. It's across the city. Yeah. Peony wants to go. So yeah. she's she like, wanted- get me away from my mom and from sizing and all that stuff. That yeah. She just wants to get out and have fun. She's a cute little young girl. She's like 14. Really? Yeah, she's young. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, so Cinder decides to let her go. So they both end up going to the junkyard. And while they're there, Cinder finds an old car. Yeah. And it's like way outdated. They haven't made cars in forever that run on gasoline. Everything's now like a hovercraft. Yeah. And runs on like electricity, all those things. Yeah. So Cinder, in the back of her mind... It's cool because she has the ability, because she's cyborg, she has the ability to download information. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I wish I could do that. Like, she basically my brain. Yeah, has like a computer in her head. Yeah. And she has... Her eyes will display text and stuff. Yeah, like in her vision. She yeah, so that's it. why she's such a good mechanic. Oh, also, she, there's an orange dot that'll show in her vision if someone's Ooh. lying. That is my favorite ability. I wish. I wish I had that. I know. 
How cool would that be? So, so if someone's lying, the, why, the dot will show in her vision so she knows that they're lying. But it's cool because she never talks about it. So I don't know if people know. People don't know. Yeah, she just keeps it. She just keeps that secret and she Well, she's also it. kind of ashamed of being a disciple. That's so. true. She doesn't, want she doesn't talk about any of that. Yeah. But she can see a ton of different things. Like she can pull up the blueprint to a robot and see what's wrong with them. That's yeah. why she's such a good mechanic. Right. Can see when people lies. That's why she knew Audrey was lying to her. Yes. Stuff like that. So um, it's very useful. She can see her, since she's a cyborg, her system doesn't really overheat or anything like that. Yeah. So she can't cool blush. Down. Yeah. She can't blush. She can't cry. Yeah. She can't. They got rid of her eye ducts. It's really interesting. Yeah. And we don't really know why she's a cyborg or anything like that yet, but yeah. we just know that's what it is and that's how she operates. Anyway, so she only she doesn't remember anything except waking up one day and being a cyborg. Yeah. Okay, so at the junkyard, she downloads like the whole blueprint, I guess, of mm-hmm. the vehicle mm-hmm. to see like, okay, what is it missing? Is this something that I could fix? Like cuz she's thinking she could use it right. and she's wanting to like kind of explore it a little bit. Yeah, and it's a junkyard, so she can basically just take it. So they're looking for the belts at this junkyard, and she's, like, under the car, and they're talking about the ball and Prince Kai yeah. and stuff like that. And Peony's just kind of dreaming about... Peony's like, I want to dance with him. And- yeah, being all, you know, what young girls do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cinder's, like, she's a lot more realistic in her head. She's kind of like a pessimist. <laughs> she's yeah. like, it's not going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But she... Wants to give Peony the world, basically. Well, Peony also knows that she got the robot from Prince Kai. Oh, yeah. So she's like, tell him, like, when you see when we see him again, I, I want to dance with him. Like, mm-hmm. set up a dance with for me so I can yeah. dance with him. And, and so, Cinder's like, okay, yeah, okay, I'll do fine. that for you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Anyways, so while we're at the junkyard, after Cinder just got the belt for the um, missing part she needed, Peony sees that she has one of the plague spots on her hand. Yep. And starts freaking out. Yeah. And Cinder's in shock. She immediately thinks that she gave Peony the disease because she was at the marketplace. Yeah. And the baker got sort of near her. She was around the marketplace. So she thinks that she gave Peony the disease. The disease. And she, but she's checking herself. She's like, I don't have any dots. Like, she's like, I don't think I'm infected, but it was definitely me. She feels super guilty. But no, she doesn't thing, know what to do. She's like, well, I can't take her home. Yeah, I can't you know, get the, I can't. anybody else sick. And you, it's required that you notify, notify the authorities mm-hmm. so she can go into quarantine. So she does. And androids come and basically take Peony away. I'm so this stuff, I was kind of, sh- I didn't know this was coming. Oh, like, I know. She me. like tears your heart out. It yeah. was so sad. And then the, the little robot she's people just... have to come and check her cinder's blood as well to yeah. see if she's infected and she's not. And she's and not so infected. She's like, what the heck? And she's like, how, I didn't give it to her. Like, how did she get sick? I don't know. So yeah. she's just super sad, but she still kind of thinks that she gave it to her. Yeah. It was really interesting reading about this disease, especially when we've been through COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not the same, but like, it's it not was as, kind of like yeah. at the beginning when nobody knew what was going on. Oh, it was get that really, panic. Yeah. Yeah. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. And like, quarantine. Yeah, every, wipe down everything. Everybody can relate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, you can definitely relate to being in a world with like that. It's, yeah. It's kind of very very scary. They when make it sound very scary. I'm, I'm oh, it's what... been years. Because okay. I read in high school. It's been oh, over. Okay. It's like 15 years old. So she knew it was coming. Man. Man. Marissa, what do you know that we don't know? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, so they take Pina away. She's sobbing and stuff like that. That was really sad. Anyway, so we get back to... Cinder goes back to the apartment. And she's just in shock. And she's like, I have to tell Audrey and Pearl that they 
Peony's sick and they took Peony, but when she gets there... And pretty much, if you get it, you're dead. Like, no one's recovered. There's no cure. They've been researching for years. Yeah, so we get back to the apartment and Android's already there, already told them that Peony has been taken away. And they already tested Audrey and Pearl and they're not sick. So you can see that they genuinely love Peony. Like, they're upset that she's been taken. Yeah. But now we find out that at the research facility, they are testing cyborgs for trying to find a cure. You can volunteer. They take cyborg volunteers because every cyborg that's gone in has never come out <laughs> so, so it's not, to be volunteer yeah but they, it's pretty much a death sentence yes so they don't get very many yeah but it's like they've been recruiting cyborgs for research purposes to try to find a cure it has not been successful so far but this has been going on for years yeah anyway so audrey puts cinder up for Vol- the as a volunteer volunteer because she doesn't see cinder as a daughter and she's like you basically have killed my daughter you killed my i daughter blame you for giving her the she, disease she went with you to the junkyard and that's where she picked it up that's what yeah. audrey thinks and she's yeah. like you she picked it up at the junkyard because she was going with you for some reason and yeah, now and she's gonna self die for bringing and, her and yeah, so now as a as a revenge, I have so many holes in my pants. Yeah, I that. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> I, have, I have, look, I have a hole in my sock. <laughs> my toes peeking out. You have, have paint hole. on your knee. I you have paint on my holes pants. in your I inner thigh. <laughs> Holy crap, Sarah. And then I, I just noticed that there's a hole on the outside. <laughs> like, I'm barely wearing clothes right now. <laughs> you dropped a little cup <laughs> I took my son to school. I didn't realize I thought for this in. I knew there was holes in my inner thigh. Because I worked out this morning. And so I'm like, I'm just going to wear. I just ain't going to go for a walk. No one's looking. You can't see my inner thigh. Mm-hmm. And so that's fine. I'm okay. I'll accept that. But mm-hmm. on the outside, I didn't know I have a hole on the outside. Do I have one on my butt? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> His teacher is probably like, <laughs> I know. I look really ghetto. Get busted. Why have two socks? Oh, wait. Two socks, two holes. <laughs> I thought I have two holes and I put both socks, but I don't. <laughs> I meant to say holes and <laughs> not two socks. <laughs> I didn't mean to say Okay, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I meant to say I have two holes in my socks, but I ended up saying I have two socks. And the way <laughs> makes it seem like I have short term memory loss. <laughs> down <laughs> oh my gosh we're never gonna get through this episode honestly okay so stupid. let's ignore that and just keep going oh my gosh that's hilarious what were we talking about i don't even remember <laughs> back at cinder's apartment okay Whew. okay it's hot i'm hot now <laughs> um anyways so audrey puts cinder up for the <laughs> Um, puts her up for the volunteer research cyber thing. Right. So that... uh, And the family gets paid, too, because... Yeah. Because they're, like, serving the country, basically. Anyway, so the androids are already there. Takes Cinder away. They drug her because she goes down with the fight. Love that. Yeah. I love that. She kills two of the, like, whacks two of them with the belt that she got from the junkyard. She kills two of the robots, and then the last one gets her. Yeah. And, like, shocks her system, so she goes to shut down. Oh, yeah. Doesn't drug her. Shocks her. Anyways. So, yeah. And then we jump to... So she's in the lab. We can jump. I was just say I know. Oh, oh we jumped to the was, doctor. Okay, that was really interesting. I was not expecting that because this is third person writing. The ability you have as writing in third person point of view is you can really kind of get a bird's eye view of what's happening from uh, like a lot including of every yeah. 
So you can write about different people. But what she does is different chapters are for still third person, but from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It was kind of really interesting to me how she did it. So like, and it wasn't chapter, confusing at all. And it wasn't confusing because you kind of get it right away because it's there's. I don't think there's a t- like a. I don't think they're marked, like, telling you what point of view it's at. I think it just goes right into it. It does, yeah. So this next section that we're going into is from the doctor's point of view. And the doctor is the one who's in charge of coming up with, like, a a cure for the disease. So... Yeah, he's the main doctor in this lab. Yeah. That's attached to the palace. Yeah. Yeah, the lab is attached to the palace. I didn't get Mm -hmm. that till later on. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of important. Yeah. Anyways, so it's Dr. Erland. Okay. And we see from his point of view... Cinder gets wheeled in and he's like, okay, basically they just do um, basic thing where it's like they scan her body and they like... Yeah, they're trying um, to see how much of a match she would be. Like they're trying to do... um, Well, they're trying to figure out just her anatomy in general. Like how much cyborg is she? Like what does she have? What is her build up? you know and it's usually around like 12 percent, but she's like 30 yeah Yeah. 36 so she has a lot of compatibility for this whole research process anyways so their process for each cyborg is they inject oh um, yeah the antibodies into their system yeah and then they can track it and see where it's going yeah up on the screen they've already scanned her body they can see the disease in her body in real time i thought that was kind of cool it was really cool and then you see the antibodies well later on you skip a little bit of the conversation between the doctor and her but they see that they're like oh my gosh we're losing count like we've lost an antibody and then oh we lost two antibodies just so disappeared from the they're screen disappearing in her body and so they're like oh my gosh what's happening and then finally they release her and put her into a different room and then the doctor shows up and he sees her and he's not wearing a mask or nothing like he's just there and she goes what's going yeah, on and Cinder like, thought she was gonna die she yeah. was like cursing dr erland out not like real cursing but like she was angry. screaming at him mm-hmm. and stuff. And she thought she was going to die because once you're injected with that disease, it's like a Guaranteed. week, a week and a half that you die. <laughs> but with that much injected, like you're going to die pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden she's okay. Yeah. And she's wheeled into this other room and the doctor comes in and she immediately hates him. Yeah. <laughs> and so she tries to attack him with a wrench. Yeah. And she goes to like hit him and like all of a sudden she freezes and just yeah. like drops it and yeah. decides that she's not mad at him anymore. Yeah. And yeah. that was just like, She's like how, what did you do? Yeah, like, it was a little weird tidbit, and we're like, okay, that was yeah. What weird. happened? And that's it. Like, and that's like, it. And it's not mentioned again. And they start talking. And the doctor's like, "You're a miracle. You're yeah. immune, and all of these things." Yeah. And she's so now. Cinder's like, "Oh my gosh, I could save Peony." Yeah. If there's immunity in my blood, I might be able to save her. Yeah. Anyway, so they so have the, to study her and take tests on yeah. her and all stuff. So she's like, she's willing to comply because she wants to save Peony. Yeah. And so um, now she's made a deal with Doctor Erland. It's like, hey. I will comply to this research. You can use my blood for whatever if you can find a cure. And I, I want, want to be able to go when I want. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying locked up. Yeah, I need to be able to have a prisoner. <laughs> and then also, I want my own account because they're going to pay her. So she's yeah. like, I want my own account. My my stepmother can't take. Yeah. So she's going to get her money. I thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. And she's like, also, I want Peony to be the first one tested. But it was revealed that the emperor. He says that I can't promise you that she's the first one to get the an- antidote because that has to go to the emperor. But I can promise you. She will be the second. Yeah, so Kai's dad is sick with the plague. And so... Now we jump into his point of view. Yeah, we're jumping into his point of view. So we find out there might be a cure, and then we jump into Kai, and he is visiting his father. His father's obviously sick in bed. Not doing good. And he progresses quickly through the disease. And Kai's sitting there looking at his father, and Torin, the king's advisor, so the emperor's advisor, 
is there talking to Kai and basically is like, you need to prepare yourself to become emperor. Because, yeah. like, we know this disease is deadly. There's, at this moment, no hope for your cure that we know of. So you need to prepare yourself. And so Kai decides to go down to the labs and talk to the doctor and see if there's any progress that he could save his dad. So he gets there and he sees Cinder. Yeah. So and he's like, all oh, there what are you room. doing here? Yeah. And the doctor decides to lie to Kai about yeah. why Cinder is there. Yeah. And, and Cinder just kind of goes along with it because she doesn't know why the doctor's lying. Yeah. But, so she just goes along with it and she's like, oh, um, I was here fixing one of the androids. Yeah. I'm here to, like, Yeah. He's like, she's mechanic. the best mechanic, you know? And, and she is. She's very well known. And so they're like, well, she's the best mechanic. So we want her to fix a droid. And so she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. That's fine here. Yeah. And Kai recognizes her because he went to her for his little android thing. Yeah. And so then he's like, well, let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah. You know, and privately. He's like, how's my android coming along? And Cinder's like, oh, well, uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. Like, and Prince Kai's like, I, I get, <laughs> he's kind of self-deprecating sometimes, but he's like, he's really good at teasing. I love his personality. Yeah, he is really he's, cute. He's pretty flirtatious with Cinder. Yeah. It's not over the top. It's very subtle, mm-hmm. but it's so sweet and cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, um, he's like, I don't want to pull like royal authority kind of thing, but like, can I kind of get jumped to the front? Like, yeah, can I, I get mean, to the top? And yeah. we, uh, we see that Kai has secret, like top secret yes. information on this robot. So he's yes, very desperate to get it. He needs that information because he, there's some problem, problem with the lunar people. Oh, well, who, we haven't talked about the lunars yet. No, we haven't. But so, I guess we could talk about them now. Yeah. So <laughs> the lunar people are causing problems. Like she's trying to come up with these negotiations with her, with his father, the emperor, and they're not coming up with. And this is years, and they could start a World War Five because they've already had world, four World Wars in the, yeah, up to this point in the story, which I thought was interesting. So the lunar people are the people of the moon, basically, <laughs> yeah. called lunar. And the queen, we find out the lunar people have magic abilities, but basically they can manipulate the bioelectricity in people and in other lunar people. So the queen is the most powerful one, basically has the most magic, can manipulate the bioelectricity, but it means that you can, she can make people see and do things that they don't want to do or they like illusions, basically. Mm -hmm. So her whole thing is she glamours herself, basically. So she has the most beautiful face you've ever seen, even though she's not technically beautiful. And it doesn't translate over any sort of screen. So anytime Kai talks to her over the port screen, she has a veil on her face. It's really kind of super ominous. And I love that detail because it makes her seem creepy. Queen Lavana, that's her name, has been trying to do negotiations with the king for years. And she wants a marriage negotiation with the king, because the king is widowed. Or with Prince Kai, because either of those will make her empress, mm-hmm. either now or in the future. Yeah. And that the New Beijing is the biggest community on planet Earth. Yeah. So obviously, like, she'd have the most power if she got with them. So Kai is freaking out because if his father dies, he loses a ton of leverage of keeping Queen Lavana at bay yeah. and not getting married. But as soon as he dies, he knows he's going to have, like, basically nothing to go on. So... His top secret information from the his little um, his robot is Android, what yeah. yeah so Cinder doesn't know what's on there but she's like okay um, and it's mentioned like we they talk about Queen Lavon being so sinister and stuff because there's rumors that she killed the actual heir to the throne mm-hmm. on Lunar which is Princess Celine um, who's the rightful heir to the throne and there's like another niece to them that would have been next in 
line, but she can't be found, and, like, all these things. So it's, like... She seems like a very villainous type of person. Yeah, so people... Like, the whole... All of Earth is scared of the Lunars because they can manipulate you, and they have a lot of power. Anyways, so... So he's just... He really needs that robot fixed because he's trying to research if Princess Selene is alive and if she can be found, because if she can, then they can put her in power... And get rid of okay, Queen yeah. Levi- Levana, Levana because she's evil. Like, they want to restore peace and not have this threat looming over them for all these years. They want to get rid of that threat. And yeah, so he's trying to... It would be really hard. So they're trying to find... He's he's getting pieces of information, and his android has that information, but then it just shut down, and so he needs it fixed. So that's yeah. his whole thing. So we found Cinder at the lab. He's like, hey, can you, like, bump it up? Because I really do need that information. This is important. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Anyways, so Cinder goes home and goes to work on, like, her getaway car and stuff like that. <laughs> Even though he, she, he asks know. her, she, like, doesn't do it. I know. She's <laughs> like, jeez. Like, she has some balls. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, I mean, her priorities are, like, to escape first i get it her so she has a plan which so she's willing to help she wants to save peony with hopefully getting this antidote but her her plan is once they go to the ball that is the night she's going to escape she's mm-hmm. going to get in the car the car she's going to fix that old junkie mm-hmm. and she's going to go to europe yeah so cinder wakes up earlier in the morning after she's been working all night because they she gets a notification that peony has entered the second stage of the disease so she's progressing quickly. So she kind of freaks out. She goes and visits Peony in the quarantine. And we see, like, it's this really gross, like, yeah, warehouse. It's just an empty it's, warehouse in the yeah, middle of smells. downtown. Like, yeah. no one goes there. Yeah. No, yeah, no one goes there. It's all full of sick people. And, like, Only you can't robots leave. robots are there. Like, the androids are there taking care of them. Yeah. And she was like, it was weird. She was able just to walk in. They didn't do anything. And so... Yeah, yeah. So Cinder she just... Able to walk in, yeah. yeah, she walks in, she visits Peony, and she basically is like, I'm going to find you a cure. Like, um, she doesn't say anything about her being immune, but she's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to help you. And Peony's like, appreciates that. But it's really sad. That whole place is really depressing. It's so sad. And she sees the baker there, too. Yeah. The one who was at the market that one day and got it. She's there, Yeah, too. and so we see the baker die. Mm-hmm. She, yep. like... The baker reached out to Cinder and was like, like, take, bring my son here. I need to say goodbye to him. But yeah, Cinder's dies. like, it's the baker really dies while she's there. Yep. Um, and then we see an android come up to the baker's body and slices out. Um, so on her wrist, everybody has an ID card that you can scan and you have all your information on it. It's inside your skin. Yeah. And so the android slices into her skin and takes the ID. And Cinder's like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you taking ID cards? Like, that yeah. makes no sense. Every, everybody's ID card is personal to them. Yeah. It's like stealing somebody's driver's license. Well, right. And she, and then they, she mentions it is a thing. Like, people will steal IDs uh, to get a new identity. Yeah. And, like, it's a whole theft, like, black market type of thing. But, but like, she's like, why, why the, the government androids? doing that? Because yeah. it's all government run. So right. she's like, wait, what? What is going on? Yeah, yeah. So she kind of tucks that away in her mind. Anyway, so she goes to the palace to visit the doctor because she's like, I need to find a cure. Like, she, so she talks to the doctor to see if there's any d- new developments kind of thing. And while she's there, Kai is visiting again because mm-hmm. the king has even progressed farther in yeah. his disease. So yeah. he's desperate. And again, we see that the doctor's lying to Kai about finding a cure. And that's Cinder's a cyborg in general. And yeah. she's like, oh, Kai's going to find out any second. The doctor's going to say something, but he's lying. And she's like, okay, her little orange light in the corner of her eye mm-hmm. is going off. 
she's like that's really weird and <laughs> i love this because it's it doesn't really matter the order of it but so the doctor is sitting here and he tells cinder that she is lunar yeah he's like i discovered yeah he looked like, into her dna and he's yeah. like you're lunar and she is in total denial because that's yeah. not only is she cyborg she's also lunar and, and lunars like, can't be on earth, planet earth yeah yeah it's basically you'd be like a fugitive and mm -hmm. Uh, they're like disgraced within the community like everybody hates lunars for a good reason yeah because like, the queen is terrible and yeah and so she's like no you're lying like that that can't possibly be yeah. and he's like okay but like but you are that's why you're immune because lunars can't get the disease in fact lunars brought the disease to kind of like our own history to the americas like yeah they brought the disease to these people on planet earth yeah and they're immune and the people it's been wiping out. Yeah, so I don't know when we find out that the doctor's lunar either. Yeah. Well, Gosh, we'll just say right, we'll just say right now he you find out eventually. We don't we can't remember when we find out, but he we find out that the doctor is also lunar. Yeah. And he kind of gives the backstory. Oh, cuz he used to work yeah. for Queen Lavana, but then his and so we hear about Queen Lavana has had all they're called shells like the people if they don't have abilities that allow her to manipulate you you're called a shell and so she wants all she kills anybody who's considered a shell on their planet on and the doctor used to work for her as part of her studies and all the stuff on their his planet but then he had a daughter who was also a shell and so Queen Lavana ordered you know has all of them killed so he she killed his daughter and so he's like no this can't be right and ended up leaving and going mm -hmm. to planet earth and while Trying he's been here doing research on cinder so we know that backstory for him but he's like i used to know your father or the the man who worked on you because mm -hmm. he her adoptive father was well known for his like scientific research yes yeah, scientific research and the work that he has done and so we're kind of putting together that he's probably the big reason why cinders the way she is because yeah. her system in her body her mechanical system in her body is very unique very advanced. and has been has allowed for her to not use her lunar abilities so he's yeah, been red, okay so we find we find out now is that she has super um interesting abilities that's different from other cyborgs other cyborgs yeah. and lunar people but and anyways so kai <laughs> comes and drops by trying to see if the doctor has found an antidote yet for her <laughs> for his dad and he ends up asking cinder to the ball yeah and it is the funniest thing and it was so cute because he's like talking to the doctor and stuff and he leaves and then he just like quickly pops his head yeah, back he in opens the door back again he's like um <laughs> he's like um hi do you want to go to the ball with me and she's like uh, what uh, she's like sorry i can't and, and she like, says oh. no i and know he's so sad he is sad he's all disappointed yeah and i was like no i mean when has he really been turned down like come on no honestly <laughs> and he was like oh okay and he like leaves yeah and the and doctor's like that was interesting yeah <laughs> but cinder says no because once he finds out that she's a cyborg he's gonna be disgusted in her head he's gonna be disgusted with her mm -hmm. and now she just found out that she's lunar right which so doubly disgusted yes. with her and then third she's planning to escape the night of the ball on so. the night of the ball so there's like three very very good reasons at least to her that in her head saying that she's no. saying no mm -hmm. and he doesn't know and he just thinks that she doesn't like him yeah, basically no. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. But that probably made her more interesting to him, though. Too. No, for sure. He's not like he doesn't ever think that. He's like, oh, that girl's different. Like, no. he never thinks that. It's never. It's not cliche at all. No, it's just very organic. Their relationship. It's yes. very cute. Yes. Anyways, so after this, it goes to Kai's perspective, and the king dies. 
And we find out yeah, that was really sad because he missed the last moments. Of yeah, Kai's death. running through the hallways in his like pajamas. He's like trying to get there, and everybody, all the authority the advisors people, and stuff. yeah, were yeah. there. And, and he's like, yep, Ugh. the king's dead. There's like a sheet over his so body. So sad. It was really sad. And Kai's close to his father, so yeah, it was depressing. Anyways, almost immediately. Kai gets a oh. like a video call basically from the from, queen from the queen yeah and, and so he's thinking how does she know this information this just happened like she's getting this, this info- and the queen the lunar queen Lavana has her advisor at the palace and she's been there for a while she's been there for like a week and a half yeah and basically just watching Prince Kai yeah it's like but yeah it was kind of weird like how did Queen Lavana know that the king had died the advisor wasn't there right like how is she getting this information yeah so it's all a mystery <laughs> anyways so she's like. I'm coming to visit and just like she's very forceful yeah. and she doesn't give Kai a choice she's like I'm coming to visit to like bring my condolences basically yeah. Kai has no choice to let her but to let her come so then Cinder goes back to her workshop and like the next day she goes back to the workshop and she's working she on finally works on the android finally freaking works <laughs> on the android and it just pulls up the blueprint in her vision is like looking at through everything and she her and Eco notice that there is a bunch of chips lined up in like these ports and there's one within the android yeah within the android and there's one that's not supposed to be there she pulls it out and it's like iridescent almost yeah. kind of like material. has a pearl quality to yeah. the silver material and so she's like i've never seen something like this before and he finds out it's a decom so it's a everything in this whole world in new beijing works on basically like the network wi-fi the internet yeah but this communication chip works basically just on um, it's like a telephone line where it's a, like telephone line yeah. yeah so you are able to keep things a lot more secure when you're on a direct link like this chip is but she does understand why there would be one on an android and it's it was not like, very secure and it was way it was like t- jammed in be- behind yeah it's it was not compatible with the android in the first place yeah. so she's like well that's why it's, it's not broken working. so yeah. she decides to plug the chip into one of her like computer uh, things yeah to computers like see it, check it See if she can get the communi- communication link working, and it just kind of loops forever. Yeah, it's loading, 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 loading. Yeah, and so she's like, oh, well, it's probably fried, probably, yeah. like, connection's lost. Like, yeah. the other person has to be connected for these things to work. It's not working, so she just kind of le- leaves it, but the robot turns back on, and that she was like, oh, that's the only thing that was oh, wrong with yeah. it. And right when it boots up, it's it was, like, mid-monologue talking. Yeah. And it starts spilling all of this information. And we find out why Kai wants this robot back so badly. He was doing research on the lost princess that everybody says is dead, but he believes is alive. Yeah. And they had been researching and they found all of this information. And so now Cinder knows this information and she's like, oh my gosh, well, I got to bring this robot back to Kai. Like, I know what information he's talking about. This is super important. Yeah. And so they go back to her and the robot go back to the palace and there's a big mob in front of the palace because the queen is there. Yeah, she's Everybody arrived. hates the queen. Yes. There's like protests basically outside the palace. She goes to the front of the gate and she's like, hey, I have Prince Kai's robot. Like he needs to see it. The robot gets brought into the palace, but she doesn't because nobody's being allowed into the palace. So uh, she's right at the front of the gate. She was just talking to the guard. And suddenly the whole crowd goes quiet. Yeah. And up on the way up top of the balcony in the palace, we see the queen. Yeah. And she is doesn't have her veil on. And you Cinder. She's beautiful. Cinder's like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I would do anything for her. Like goes on this whole thing. Yeah. And 
And then she realizes, wait, her cyborgness, like her mechanic side kicks in. And goes, you're being lied to. Yes. <laughs> she has a little orange light yeah. goes off and she's like, that's a lie. Yeah. And so she's like, whoa. And she and looks she's around because like, everybody yeah. else is being um, manipulated by her powers. And yeah. they all kind of just stop and then walk away. Yeah. So basically the queen just manipulated the entire crowd so easily and mm-hmm. just got them all to like love her and just leave. And Cinder sees the lie for what it is and she was like oh my gosh i was manipulated anyways so cinder thought she was a shell shells aren't supposed to be able to be manipulated by the right, queen's power right. but she was manipulated her cyborg overrode it yeah told her it was a lie and so she she's snapped out of it yeah. and so she's like how was i just manipulated maybe i'm not lunar so she gets all hopeful she but she's like that was really weird and then um we switch she, to the prince the kai's point of view yeah. the queen comes back in from the balcony kai's freaking out because he's like oh my gosh she just manipulated all of these people my people yeah so easily and it's fun funny because you find in his perspective that he has to f- fight like really hard against her manipulations yeah and it's interesting that you can and he has to like look away and like control himself because she's She's trying trying. to make him fall in love with her you know he's not having it he's Mm -mm. disgusted with her yep good on you kai i know (laughs) that made me like respect him um anyways but kai or the queen when she was out on the balcony saw cinder yeah saw she was lunar yeah and it is against the law to hold a, hold a lunar lunar fugitives. Yes. So basically, any way that you get to Earth, you're a fugitive if you're from lunar. Like lunars are not supposed to be on Earth. So the queen's like, you are harboring fugitives. That's yeah. against the law. Like I could go to war against you right now for yeah. doing that. And Kai's like, what are you talking about? There's no She's lunars like, we don't here. Have fugitives. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah and so we're She's like, like, well, oh I just God. saw one. Yeah. Yeah. And so he gets super mad. And so the Kai's advisor steps in. And he's like, we had no idea. We will like have a whole task force look for this lunar. Like we're so sorry. We didn't know. Blah blah blah. So that kind of appeases the queen. Mm-hmm. But she's doing everything just to manipulate. She already knows like all these things. Yeah. So and then the android busts into the room. Oh his, yeah. His android that was. That was being worked on by... Uh, what's the name? Nanzi. Nanzi or something yeah. like that. So she comes in. He's like, so excited to see her. And the queen's like... The she queen's hates like annoyed androids. that they like androids. Like that they use androids. Well, so the reason she hates androids and mirrors. Oh. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Mirrors, you can't glamour a mirror you can't lie to a mirror yeah. right yeah. your glamour doesn't work in a mirror so she hates mirrors so yeah. before she came to the palace all the mirrors were taken down and yeah. you can't lie to an android you can't glamour an android right so, so she doesn't like the android yeah she's yet. very controlling in that way and you see like just even those small details like yeah she's very powerful but she's also very manipulative so when he when the android comes in he's like oh my gosh so excited that she's there yeah. and then after they have the fight about the lunars being there the queen's like i want to extend an olive branch basically here's the freaking antidote to the plague oh, right. and literally like a day after the king has died yes she, she comes with this antidote. magical antidote and yes. kai is furious yes. so he leaves the advisor's like okay well kai's gonna go talk to his ro- robot like the robot has things to tell him blah, blah blah so kai gets out of there quickly and that made me so mad the queen makes me mad the whole time she's the worst <laughs> and then kai's in the hallway with the robot and he's like where's cinder and like he's like oh cinder doesn't have a pass to get into the palace she's outside the gate so kai goes running down to cinder and brings her into the palace and cinder's like i don't even know why i'm still here i don't need to talk to kai yeah like she just felt like she needed it i don't even need payment yeah, yeah. 
And she's like, basically, she kind of admits that she just wants to see Kai because she wants to. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. So but to get, he said, "Will you go with me? I got to go to the um, labs. Yeah, I got to go talk to Dr. Erland." And so she goes with him. Um, on their walk over, Cinder's talking to Prince Kai about what she found out on the robot, and she's like, uh, "Nancy told me all of the things that you were researching." And hiding, but there was a chip in it that basically anybody with the connection for this chip knows the information on Nanzi. So, like, whoever's on the other side of this chip knows the information that uh, the robot had. And Kai realizes the material that the chip was all shiny and stuff, that's lunar. It's the same material that the ships were made out of. He's like, it was the advisor that's been staying with me that's working for Queen Lavana. She knows the information that I was researching. He's like, I've busted, like... It's really bad that she he knows she was researching that because that's basically treason. He's trying to find the other princess to dethrone mm-hmm. Queen Lavana. So he's like, gosh dang, that's really bad. So he's all freaking out about that. And they're in the elevator going down to the labs and they're all talking and stuff. And then Cinder steps out of the elevator to go to <laughs> go to the labs and she like steps out and Kai stops the door from closing and he's like, go to the ball with me. And in the hallway, there's like nurses and doctors and mechanics, yeah. like all these people just kind of milling around and they all stop and look at her. Yeah. And Cinder's like so embarrassed. And so yes. she pushes Kai back into the elevator and, and it closes and Kai like stops the elevator. So they're just in this elevator together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that got your attention. And yeah. she's like, I can't go with you to the ball. And he's like, why? And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I really need you to go with me. And she's like, oh, you need me? Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, I feel like I can talk with you. Like, yeah. You're making me like. It's like, I just need a friend. I don't want to dance with the queen. Like all of these things. Like I just need somebody there who I can trust. And so yeah. she's like so smitten. And, and there's one part point where he gets really close. Like he's going to They're getting her. closer and yes. closer. And she's like, oh, for sure he's going to kiss me. And then her mechanical system like basically shocks her super hard and we're like what the crap yeah and she like collapses into his arms and stuff and he's like freaking out so he rushes her back to the doctor and he's like what just happened to her and he's like oh well i was doing chiropractic on her the other day and like that's why like her body freaks out blah blah blah. like it's i was just basically messing with her spine it's okay she's fine yeah and so there's like yeah i'm fine see and stuff and he's like okay and then he gives the antidote to the doctor and he's like here's the antidote it's enough for one adult male can you like duplicate it and the doctor's like i'll try but like i can't promise anything and study it and he's like it might not be a real antidote she could be messing with us yeah so he's kind of skeptical about it um, yeah. But he gives it to the doctor. So, yeah, they kind of just drops that bomb on the doctor. Anyways, so once Kai leaves, doc- uh, the doctor starts talking to Cinder about more about her adoptive dad and everything. And we find out that there is a bioelectric blocker on her spine. And it's integrated with her whole cyborg system. But basically, he developed a, a blocker that humans could put onto their spine, like on their neck. That would stop lunars from being able to manipulate them. But you could also put it on lunars and stop them from using their skill, their magic. But because of that, the doctor tells Cinder that that's what she has on her neck. Yeah. The doctor's like, that's why you're not a shell. You have magic. But this blocker is stopping you from using your magic all mm-hmm. of these years. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't have a blocker, you would go insane. Lunars go insane if they don't use their magic. Oh. And we find out that the doctor is lunar and he's basically going insane because he doesn't use his magic. So he's, we find out he's like a good guy. Yeah. Kind, I, thought, I thought he was kind of creepy Evil. this whole time. Yeah, because he's lying to the, the prince. Yeah, but yeah. now we find out he's actually a good guy. Yeah. And so he's like, the first time you were here, I was 
messing around with your blocker and like it freaked out your body and that's just what happened with prince kai on the elevator like when you get super emotional yeah the blocker like kicks in almost yeah it like freaks your body out and so she's like okay well that's crazy that <laughs> yeah can't kiss because she's gonna pass out that sucks that. yeah that's so i'm most to be mad about <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding um but now she knows she has magic so she just keeps learning new things about herself She's, like, basically finding new things to hate about herself. Yeah. Because it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. That Prince... It just solidifies her um, decision to not go to the ball with Prince Kai. Because yeah. she's, like... If him. he found out what I am, he would, yeah, hate me. Um, and then we find Peony. She gets a notification. Peony is in the fourth stage of the plague, the final stage. And it goes very quickly. So... Yeah. So she runs over to the Yeah. Bed. So the doctor gives her the antidote. And she's bit. like, he pours out a little bit to study and he gives the rest to Cinder. And he's like, a promise is a promise. Like, you've been helping me take the antidote. So she runs over to the warehouse and, oh, it was so sad. Center. I was not expecting this. I know. Okay, but hold on. Twist so, and turns, so, I tell ya. So we get to the warehouse and she's on the last, po- the last phase, like last minutes of life. And she comes over, he's like, here, drink this, drink this. And she's, like, kind of delirious and, like, trying to, like, ask her questions. She's like, no, just drink this. And then she dies. She just dies. She dies. And I was not expecting that. And let me just say, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that she would die. <laughs> All <of that>. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted Prince Kai, and I didn't want there to be another she's conflict. She's 14. I didn't know that, though. <laughs> like, for some reason, I thought she was a little bit older. Yeah, she does kind of seem older. But, yeah, she's a little girl. <laughs> Well, I was thinking she was like 16 or something. No, and so she's 14. I thought she, and she kept talking about Prince Kai. And I'm like, I don't want her in the way. Like, I just want Cinder. No, I get Prince that. Kai. I get that. And so yeah. I was like, I really hope she doesn't recover, which sounds so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but she does die. And it was really a that, sad moment. It was just like so, seconds away from getting the antidote and she yes. dies. That was really I know, she sad. She barely made it. The android's trying to take Peony's ID chip out of Peony's arm, and Cinder's like, no! She, like, destroys the android robots trying to come and take the chip, and she takes takes the chip. And she's like, this is mine. It belongs to the family. So she takes it, and she gives the antidote to the baker's son, who who had just gotten into quarantine because he has the disease. Gives the antidote to the son and runs out. (gasps) Then she comes back, and her mom, her stepmother, Mm. oh my gosh, this was terrible. She comes back. Oh, hang on. We gotta say this. Kai has a meeting with all the world leaders, and basically they find out right. that Queen Lavana is building an army of mutants yes. that they've seen from their satellites looking at Lunar. Yeah. And so Kai is like, there's literally nothing else I can do. I have to marry the queen. He's running out of options, running out of time. Yeah, because she's going to wage war. And if he doesn't, then he's not going to get any antidotes for the rest of his people. They're all going to die. But Prince Kai is smart because he's like, but she wanted us to see those. Like, why would she have them just out? So they were coming out from like a dark cave or something. Because they're not out all the time. But she leaves them out because she wanted them to Earth to see. Yeah, Kai's pretty smart. Yeah, Kai is smart. Yeah, so he's like, well, literally... We're either going to go into World War Five or and and lose all these people because we won't get the antidote because mm. um, it's being produced on Lunar. On Lunar, they have something up there that uh, helps them produce it. Yeah, so he's like, I have to marry the queen. Anyways, she goes. Cinder goes back to her apartment, and Audrey grounds the Cinder. The yeah, Audrey 
grounds Cinder and steals her, her foot. foot. Yes. Because <laughs> she's mad. She blames Cinder for Peony dying and all of these things. She's yeah. like, you're my property, basically. Yep. And you just think you can go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. So she takes it all out when Cinder grounds her, steals her foot, and destroys Eco. Yeah, I was so sad. That was really sad. When she walks into her little hovel of a room. She sees the pieces of Eco. And so she takes the chip of Eco's The personality memory, chip. The personality yeah. chip. And she has her peenies uh, chip as well. And she stores them in her calf on her foot. Compartment. Like, Compartment <laughs> her calf. I love so that. So she saves it there. And she's like, I'm, yeah, it, yeah. That was really sad. So it's a super low po- point for Cinder. Mm-hmm. And the next point we see, it is the festival, the yearly festival, and Kai's coronation. And so Cinder's sitting at her booth at the marketplace while this festival is going on. Because her mom is forcing her to, like, work and again, right? Yeah. Like to- yeah, just force her to work as a slave, basically. And so <laughs> Cinder's sitting there at the table without a foot. <laughs> yeah. And so she's basically just, like, limping around and stuff. And Kai comes and visits her, and he basically just thanks her for... Fixing. Fixing the robot and gives her a gift. Yes. And it's so cute. And he's like, again, ask her to go to the ball. And she says no. Uh, I was so frustrated. I was like, yeah, stop I know. denying You're like, him. just go. <laughs> She's like, obviously you like him. Yeah. Anyways, so while they're sitting there talking, Pearl, Cinder's other sister, comes up to the mm. table and was like, here, take these boxes for me. And Pearl sees Prince Kai, and she's like, <gasps> "Yeah, the prince." And the prince is not impressed. He's yeah. like, "Hi." He's like, "You could say thank you, like please and thank you." Yeah, he says to he's her. not impressed with her. And so the prince leaves, and she's like, "That was the prince," and blah blah blah. She's like, "Why did he give you this gift?" And she's like, "It was just payment. Like I helped him with something." And so Pearl's like, "You don't deserve this. You're the one who killed Peony." She rips open the present, and they're like silk gloves. Yeah. Because he noticed that Cinder does not take her gloves off, and they're dirty and ratchet and stuff. Yeah. And so he gives her gloves, and they're beautiful. Yeah, with like pearls all around the top. Yeah. It's so pretty. And um, Pearl, in her tantrum, in her fit of rage, throws the gloves on the floor and throws the toolbox on top of it. So they get dirty and grease stains and stuff, and Cinder's like, well, now it matches the rest of me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, but she was so touched by that. Then, later in the day, Cinder goes home, and her sister and stepmother are getting ready for the ball. And we see Audrey's like, go um, get our hover, like, go wash our hover craft so we can go to the ball and be, like, arrive in style. So she goes and is cleaning the car, and she's watching Kai's coronation. And she sees the queen there and stuff, and now he's the emperor. It's so exciting. No, I was terrifying. (laughs) She was, Cinder was scared that he was going to say that he was marrying Queen Levada, but he doesn't say anything. He just says he's going to do whatever it takes to protect his people. Yeah. So after Pearl and his mother, the mother leave, she decides now is her time. She's going to start running away. So she packs up all of her crap and goes to the car. And while she, the car's in her downstairs, like workshop base in the basement. So she's loading everything up and like finding everything she needs in her toolbox and stuff to take. And while she's sitting there doing all those things, her port screen lights up, her little uh, TV thing with the communication mm. chip that was yeah. from Kai's robot. And it's connected to whoever is on the other line. And she sees it's this, this random girl. And he, yeah. she's like, what? And it's like, basically looks like she's like a hacker. She's like in this, I don't know. It's like a, yeah. Room with like a bunch of buttons and lights and stuff. Electronics, yeah. And she's like, what is happening? And the girl is freaking out because she's like, I need you to go tell Prince Kai I am working for Queen, Queen Lavana. Yeah. And 
her advisor is the one who put the chip in the robot. And now the queen knows what Kai knows. Like Kai was suspecting it, but like she's confirming the queen knows and she is going to, once she marries the emperor, she's going to, she's going to kill him. Yeah. And she's going to wage war on them anyways. And there's going to be no one to stop her once she's empress. And so she's like, you have to go tell Kai that that's what she's planning. And she's like, I'm so sorry I'm a part of it, but, like, I'm trying to do the right thing. And so Cinder's like, oh, my gosh, I got to go tell Kai. I got to tell Prince Kai this crazy news. So she ends up going to the ball. She throws on Peony's dress that she was going to wear to the ball. That was yeah, kind of sad. Was really she sad. puts on the gloves. And she starts, she drives her old rickety car that she was going to escape the, in. But yeah. she takes it to the ball. And she's driving and it's like a crazy ride through it. But she, <laughs> the brakes don't work. Yeah. So as she's getting to the ball, she runs into a tree. And yeah. the car is destroyed. Yeah. Like it's not running. It's dead. She won't be able to use it to escape. Yeah, but this. she's like, it's worth it. I need to go save Kai. Yeah. So she comes running into the ball. Oh, and it's raining. So she comes into the ball. She's covered in mud, dirt, grease. Like, she is a mess. And it's so, like, I'm sitting there and thinking about it. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, she's all covered in grease and stuff. And yeah. Dirty. She runs into the ball. And her only thought is that she needs to talk to Prince Kai. And so she goes in and she's looking. She's looking. And she's kind of like, the ballroom kind of slopes down. So, like, she's on this platform. Mm-hmm. Kind of like her t- traditional Cinderella. Yeah. They're down the stairs. And then everyone's dancing on the floor. And he, she sees prince kai dancing with the queen and she's like i can't let the queen see me but i need to talk to kai they finish the dance the queen goes in the opposite direction of cinder and kai starts making his way unknowingly over in cinder's direction and she's like okay i need to find him but like she's kind of hiding behind a pillar so the queen doesn't see her until she can jump out and see kai (laughs) as kai's like making his way over pearl stops Kai. Which is her stepsister who's still alive. The older one. Yeah. Stops Kai and Cinder's like, oh my gosh. She's, she's gonna tell him everything. She's gonna tell, she's gonna him, tell him I'm a that cyborg. She's a, that she's a cyborg and she's like a worse person ever. And she's disgusting. She's like, oh, I know that's what she's saying and like, you can see Kai's face is like confused mm-hmm. but like, Pearl's all flirting with him and stuff and Audrey, her stepmom's kind of behind Pearl listening to what's happening. Mm-hmm. So she scans her ID chip and it turns out that she's like an honored guest of yeah. Prince Kai. Yeah. Trumpets are Trumpets blaring. <laughs> Everyone stops and looks at her and he's like, now presenting like Lin May. Like, and so Kai's like staring up at her and he's like, you can see he's kind of like smug. He's like, haha, she came. And Cinder's like, she starts walking down to him. She's like, okay, well, I'm here. I There's nothing I can do about my dress. There's nothing I can do about being a cyborg. I have to tell Kai about the message. Yeah, and, like, and so she's, like, walking down, trying to, like, keep her head up high because she's like, I'm not going to apologize for being who I am. Yeah. And for being here. And as she's walking down, her stepmom stops her and is like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. you're wearing Peony's dress. Like, How you're a disgrace. You? Yeah. And she's like, I have to talk to Prince Kai. And she, like, goes to slap to her. slap Cinder. And right when she does, Kai grabs her wrist and was like, excuse me. Like, this is my honored guest. You're not going to touch her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is my daughter. And she kind of, like, babbles out. She doesn't know what to say to the prince. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to take Cinder. She's with me kind of thing. Like, enjoy the ball. Yeah. And, like, there's a crowd around them like it's all in the public eye it's all it's so intense and um anyway so cinder they start dancing yeah kai and cinder start dancing and people were kind of watching goes please enjoy yourselves dance yeah and like the music starts up again it's not as awkward yeah and so they're dancing and cinder tells him what she came to tell him about like if he marries the queen then she's gonna kill him and all these things 
And she's like, finally, I told him all the information. He's not going to marry her anymore. He's going to be safe. And then he's like, well, at least I know what I'm going into. I'm not going to be blind. And she's like, what? Like, you can't marry her. You're going to die. And he's like, there's literally no other choice. You know, his hands are tied. If he doesn't, they don't get the antidote. And World War V is going to start. And so he's like, there's literally nothing else I can do. The advisor comes over to them. He's like, it's time. Like, you need to announce that you're going to marry the queen. And so, like, Cinder's like, you can't do it. And he's walking away. He's walking away. And she, like, freaks out. She's like... I have to do something. Yeah. She goes, she runs after Prince Kai, grabs him in the middle of the ballroom. She says, well, you can't... Oh, she kisses him first? She kisses him, just grabs him and kisses him. And everyone's like... <gasps> yeah. And all the music stops again. Yeah. <laughs> Screeching to a halt. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and she's like, well, now the queen will know that, like, you're in love with me and, like, okay. we're in love. Or you go, so- oh, she says... You can't marry the queen because you're in love with me. Yeah, yeah. She's like kind of making this up because she she's has trying to, to make. She's trying to give him an out to not have to marry the queen, and yeah. she's doing this big old. I didn't. I, I know. know. I was like, that's not gonna stop anything. I know. <laughs> she's that just, plus it was weird. I just didn't. It wasn't in character for her. I know she's desperate, but I was just like, eh, okay. it was a little weird. But the queen says she goes. Well, monogamy is only popular here on Earth, but well, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'll, if I'll he's in love with you, I don't care. She, so she, side thing, yeah, right? that was kind of funny because it was like everybody was dead quiet and she was like saying this and then you hear laughter and we look over and it's the queen she's just like sitting there laughing at cinder yeah and so she slowly comes over drinking her wine and she's like yeah i don't care if he's in love with you like go ahead we're still gonna get married mm-hmm. kind of thing like she's so confident that they're gonna get married oh my gosh yeah but then kai is like well i didn't agree to that kind of thing mm-hmm. anyways so then the queen reveals that cinder's lunar yeah. and he's like she's like and you've been har- harboring fugitives so yeah. like so i'm gonna i'm t- t- deal with her the same way that we would on my planet which is like kill her yeah basically like we're gonna kill her and kai's like what are you talking about she's not lunar and she's like well do you want to tell him or do you want me to yeah. kind of thing and she's like you're a shell so the miss the queen lavana yeah was like she's a shell like thinking that she doesn't have any powers or anything like That's that. That's true. She doesn't know. Because she can't manipulate like, Cinder. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, oh, you're just a worthless shell. And what yeah. we do on Linder to shells is we kill them. Uh, Lavana's guard grabs Cinder. And Kai's like, release her. Like, that's not what we do here. She'll be put into jail, but, like, you can't do anything. We'll deal with her the way we do here on Earth, and we'll keep her. Yeah, and it escalates, and then... Oh, the gun. There's a gun. They put a gun to her head, and she ends up grabbing the... Oh, 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 no, no, before that. Why it escalated to that? Cinder's, like, sitting there staring at Queen Lavana, and her cyborg, like, system kicks in overrides Queen Lavana's glamour yeah. and shows her true face features. underneath. Her true features. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is savage. Yeah. She's, like, just sitting there, like, being restrained by this guard, and she literally just, like, interrupts their conversations, like, oh my gosh, you really are ugly. <laughs> and that pisses off the queen. Yeah. So the queen, she forces Cinder to take the guard's gun, and she's, like, gonna make Cinder basically blow her, blow her brains out. But, like, Cinder's trying to fight it, like she's trying to take she's trying to do what she did before and like mm-hmm. resist it but she can't and she's like can't cry but she's like terrified and kai comes up to her and is trying to stop her from shooting but or in cinder's perspective she can see in her cyborg system over her eyes overriding some okay. type of system kicks in yeah and it's like three two one basically the blocker that she has installed into her system overrides lavana's powers she drops the gun well she shoots it first because she's like so much tension of like she had to pull the trigger so she just takes it away from 
from her head and shoots the ceiling, makes the rest of the crowd scatter. And so she tried to shoot the queen, but she doesn't end up like shooting the queen. She drops the gun and she sprints out of the ballroom through the balcony doors to the gardens. Mm -hmm. Not the way that the rest of the crowd went. So she sprints down the garden (laughs) and while she's doing that, her foot falls off. (laughs) So instead of her glass slippers, her foot falls off and it's so funny the visual to me. Yeah. And she like trips and falls. She trips and falls down the stairs. So she's like laying all crumpled at the bottom of the stair. Her metal foot is on the stair. Kai, the queen, the guards and stuff follow her out to the balcony. Kai sees her metal foot mm-hmm. on the stairs and realizes that she's a cyborg. Yeah. And her glove had come off at that point and sees the metal of her hand. And so he's like kind of disgusted. You kind of see like, well, I think he's yeah, more disgusted I, that she lied. Yeah, I was like, he's not, he's like, you've been In lying shock, to me. Yeah. Well, he just found out she's lunar. And yeah. so he thinks she has... Oh, manipulating him. Manipulating he him. asked, like, he was like, yeah, me? are my, yeah. have you been manipulating me to make me feel feelings for you? Because right. he's kind of admit he's had feelings for yeah. her. Yeah. And she's like, and she's she like, no. She can't honestly say, well, he just says, have you been lying to me? Because she's like, I can't honestly say no because I have been. Like, like I'm cyborg. cyborg. But Lunar, she didn't know about. And so that yeah. wasn't really a She's like, she I would never. It. And then she like stops because she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, there's nothing she can say yeah. to make him believe, really. Yeah. And so he's. He puts her in prison. Yeah. And so he's like, you're not going to kill her but you we're going to keep her in prison here and then Queen Lavana is like I'm taking her back to my people she's lunar so she's technically mine yeah, yeah of my people and Kai agrees there's nothing really else he can do but he's going to keep her at least in the city so next chapter we cut to Cinder's in prison mm-hmm. and she's just sitting there and she's all in despair and stuff and then the doctor comes and visits her manipulates the guard at the at her door to leave because he uses his powers opens the door and stuff and comes in and drops a bombshell because he's like they're having a conversation well he's like you need to escape you need to use your powers i'm gonna go to africa because i once i help you they're gonna track me down so i'm leaving yeah i'm gonna go to africa you need to come and see me and she's like in africa and she's like listen i thank you for like caring about me and trying to help me but like why do you care so much you have been immune this whole time and all stuff and you're immune yeah yeah like why do you need me specifically you say i'm like this miracle but like that makes no sense and he's like no you don't understand you are a miracle because you are princess Celine. you're the the, true the last heir princess to the throne of lunar yeah and she's like wait what so can i just say i knew the whole time i didn't really and it makes so much sense when it reveals it because oh, they knew. think prince Celine was like dead in a fire and right. so that's well, why cinder has cyborg from, parts well she her flashbacks are like she wakes up with fire and ash all around her oh, and that's i, I didn't so, connect it i thought it was so obvious <laughs> see i didn't connect it and i've read these books before <laughs> oh okay i'm just a smart reader what can i say uh, i yeah, guess honestly I skip a lot and then only no I'm just kidding so he's like he traced back her bloodline yeah. of her dna and found out that she's related to queen lavana mm-hmm. and that's why she doesn't remember her past that's why she's adopted yeah. and she has and that's the blockers and then that's why he's like someone tried to save you obviously yeah for a and reason. that's why you're a miracle but that's also why you need to get out of here yeah she will try to kill you yeah that's why Once your she system finds out, if she finds out yeah that's why your system's so advanced oh no 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 the queen did find out that she was yeah remember she knew, well, she knew that she, oh she looked at her and recognized her or something yeah right? so yeah she did look at her and, and she was like impossible yeah yeah impossible okay so she kind of pieced it together and that's 
the doctor's like, you got to get out of here. She's going to try to kill you. Yeah, now um, that she knows you're alive, you're the only one who can take her power. Right. <gasps> come find me in Africa. Yeah, yeah and so... Oh, and he gives her a gift, like super high-tech <laughs> hand and foot yeah. replacement. <laughs> and it's like top of the line, like electronics and all these kind of things. Yeah, and, and like, so he basically, he's like, I trust you to do the right thing and to fight for your life. She's like, well, how am I going to get out of here? And he's like, he looks around and he's like, I don't think it's going to take you long. Like, yeah. he, he thinks she can figure it out. She's like, like a mechanic. Who can get out? <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you know, these prisons really weren't made for Ooh. lunar uh, cyborgs." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, doesn't really believe in herself, but she's like, "Okay." So he leaves. He's gone to Africa. <laughs> he leaves. He leaves the prison. That's all she knows. And then she's sitting there thinking. She's like, "I'm so scared to try to get out of here and stuff." But she's like, "Maybe but, I can kind of feel my power now that yeah, she understands that she what's happening." And so she's like, "Maybe I could get out." And the last thing we see is like she's gonna put her hand in her foot on, and she's accepting that this is what she needs to do to save Prince Kai and the rest of the, the world, yeah. basically. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Freaking pissed. <laughs> that's how it ends. Is that a good ending to you? Yes, I loved it. Oh my gosh. you instantly want to read the second book. Uh, but the relationship was never settled. Like it, I know. They're left on such a drop, too. Like it, honestly, you're like, Kai hates her now. But like she can't, she can't even defend herself at this point. Oh yeah. As long as you, you did tell me that the relationship does continue on in the next books. Right? Oh yeah, it's through the all four books. Because okay. the oh, next, four? I can't. Because the ne- the next books introduce each book introduces a new couple, yeah. and it's so cute. But they're all intertwined, and they all are of this overarching story of Cinder trying mm-hmm. to stop the queen and become. Oh, the queen. Okay. So it's all, that's the big major storyline. That's why her book is first and she's kind of the main character. But you see from their points of view too, kind of like you do in this book. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones that move the story forward. And it's so good. I love the second book so much. It's probably my favorite storyline out of all of them. Really? Cinder and Kai are pretty high up there, but okay. like it's second to them. Ugh, see, okay, here's the thing. I love it. I love how she ties it all together. I think her writing is fantastic. I love the story overall. But if you're going to read this, you need to be committed to read all four because mm-hmm. like you can't just you can't just read the first one and for me I was like I wish I would have known that mentally so I could have prepared myself because I'm like I don't have time to read all four right now <laughs> but I'm sure if you have the time and could mentally like give yourself the focus to mm-hmm. like read these stories I'm sure the next ones are really good I just ha- I mean I haven't read those ones yet but the first one is so good that I would I am really interested in reading the second ones mm-hmm. let's rate it really quick before we go off too much okay overall plot what do you think I love the plot. It's such a good story. And the way the author just, you find out something new pretty much every chapter. Yeah, it's yeah. constantly changing and yeah. you get new information. And it's the, the flow is so good. Is the so progression. Good because in fantasy, you, you find a lot that there's a lot of world building. But she starts, she paces it out and you learn the information so intertwined in the storytelling itself that you're not like just at the beginning loaded with so much back building that you're just bored. Yeah. At the beginning, it's it, it flows really nicely and you learn more about the world naturally as the story progresses. So I think that was really done well by the author. Yeah. Okay, plot. I think it was great. I think all the points were hit in a nice pace. There was things that happened that I didn't see coming at all that oh, were yeah. really surprising. Constantly. 
Yeah, and the story world, the world itself is really cool. Like, it's yeah, it a very is. unique world. Mm-hmm. The disease is really cool. The way things it's are. It's all sci-fi. It's really cool. Yeah, that was really neat. I did like that. Yeah. The, the So the plot's five out of five for me. Okay. Plot, I would say. Yeah, I'll still give it a five. What yeah. about romance? I think it's so cute and sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a pretty slow burn, but like. He's definitely more infatuated with her than she is, just because yeah. it's not her focus. Yeah, like she's still she so she's pretty infatuated with Kai, but he's cute. I like. He's him. really cute. It's kind of he likes her against his like better judgment. It's like she is Drawing his safe place. Yeah, yeah. Like he ends up just like talking to her naturally, like revealing secrets. He's running into her. And he's he's like, running into what? her, and, like, and he like hopes she's gonna be there, and he sees her and stuff yeah. like that. It's super sweet. It's just a really pure relationship yeah. until he finds out that she's been lying this whole time, and yeah. that's why she's not as uh, infatuated as he is because she feels guilty for lying mm-hmm. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Which yeah is really sad, but I would say it was still great. I'd say like a four point five just for this book because it does get a lot better. Okay, yeah, because it's it's not complete. That's what's hard for me to yeah. judge. It. What I've seen so far is really cute. It naturally progresses with it believable, and, and you way- get giddy at points. You're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. So yeah, I'll give it a. 4.5 as well. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're not really reading the book for the romance, but it's it's in there and it does get a little bit heavier in the other books. Not like inappropriate or anything, but yeah. like it's more ro- yeah, it's, it's more quiet. prevalent. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. And then the ending. Oh. I love the ending just because it's supposed to be a cliffhanger. No, negative 15. But, <laughs> but because it's a cliffhanger, it's just like you are so wrapped up into it and wanting to read to the very very end you don't get bored after she gets thrown into prison you don't get bored like pretty much anytime but even at the ending you're you're still learning new information the very end the way she does the cliffhanger does make you want to know okay well what obviously what's gonna happen yeah nothing's resolved really and so you kind of want to find out how it's resolved so i even though i don't want to and i hate cliffhangers I would say probably like a four. I'd say five. Yeah, well. It's not a finished ending, but I still think it's a really good ending. And I will say, just a little sneak peek for the second book, if you're thinking about reading the rest of the series. The second book is, so obviously this one, this first book was the retelling of Cinderella. The second book is a retelling of uh, Little Red Riding Hood and the wolf, but it's, the wolf is one of the mutants from Lunar. So the the mutants are soldiers that they have been mutated kind of with wolf features. So they like have fangs, their jaws kind of bigger and like jetted out a little bit more, but he's definitely a mutant. And he's like hunting down Scarlet. I don't remember the reason why, but he's hunting down so Scarlet. So it's the next one. Yeah, I thought it was Rapunzel. No, that's the third one. Wow. Yeah. So their story is so funny, and oh, that love, that romance. Ooh, is it good? Ooh. Oh, I five out of five. It. it is so cute. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, well, now I gotta read the second one. Yeah, you gotta read it. But it's that is a really cool storyline too, and the way it interlinks with Cinder, it's crazy. Okay, well I'm excited. That's awesome. That's yeah. Cool. That's so if you want, definitely read the read the whole series, but like the second one's my favorite. The whole out of okay. Series. Maybe I'll just stop at the second one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, well, that was fun. I hope you guys really enjoyed this retelling of Cinder. I hope you guys, if you like fantasy, will look into it. Yeah, it's definitely totally different from the ones we've done, but it's so worth the read for it's me. It's cute. Yeah, you and my sister-in-law yeah. love it. 
like really like this it is so worth series. It. So yeah. we are we always want to give you the next book that we're going to read so you can be prepared for when the next episode comes out. Yeah. But the next episode that we're doing is actually going to be a mini sode, and so we're going to reveal the book that we're reading and working on next after the end of next episode <laughs> of the next episode. It'll be like a short one. But so, I'm excited yeah. for the next episode. It's a Valentine's special. We are going to do a Valentine's special. We're it's February, so we're like we got to do something for Valentine's Day, of course. So, yeah, make sure you look out for the next episode and then it's going to be fun. And th- at the end of that one, we'll tell you what we're reading next. So, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this story, and we'll see you next time when you can decide if the next book is worth the read. Bye. Bye.